We're getting ready for Super Bowl 55. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to break it all down is my good friend Alan Slaughterzinski from the Vart Sports Network. Alan, it is great to chat with you once again, man. I hope you were doing well. Hey, I hope you're doing well, Anthony, and uh, everyone up in Kalispell. I uh, hope it's been a uh, a good winter for you. <laughs> so far, but it sounds like we got a winter storm coming this weekend. Hopefully that's not an omen uh, for my Bucks in the Super Bowl. We'll have to see. But, uh, Alan, things are good, man. And, and let's just start here. Obviously, uh, you cover high school sports. I know we're going to talk about the Super Bowl here as well. Um, but first off, you know, COVID's kind of uh, slowed winter sports down. We had to postpone till January. That's before we. That's when we started the winter sports season here. What about you guys down in Florida? Yeah, no, didn't uh, didn't happen. Um, you know, we are fortunate and blessed enough to have a governor who, very early on in the process, believed in getting these student athletes and youth sports back to playing again, and they did. In fact. I believe youth sports was the first thing to really break out and set the tone here in the Sunshine State, Anthony, for the entire state to essentially get back to phasing open again. Um, as far as high school sports was concerned, it was a little tepid when uh, high school football started. But as we got a little deeper into the season, obviously we had a team or three uh, that had issues with COVID. I really felt like that the particular county we live in here in Brevard uh, dealt with the situation well, and uh, we really didn't experience any hiccups. Winter sports has been phenomenal. And yesterday for National Signing Day, Anthony, in fact, uh, we had a record number of uh, student-athletes sign college scholarships. Just football alone, we had 56 student-athletes, Anthony, uh, sign on to play uh, D1, D2, JUCO, NAIA, whatever, but uh, sign on to play uh, college football. So it was an outstanding day here yesterday, and really, at least where we are, um, yes, there are precautions being taken, but it hasn't seemed to slow the role of the sports themselves. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really interesting, Alan, because obviously here in Montana, um, you know, we, we had our hiccups, but at the same time, we were able to get through the fall sports season. Football was able uh, to get through. We did crown a state champion. Winter sports season is still working through as well. But at the same time, like the interesting part about it is the California high school kids. You know, we know how big, you know, Florida and Texas and California are always the three states that are mentioned in, in top high school football players. Well, California still hasn't started anything in terms of football, and their players are starting to now really show it on social media because they didn't get any offers. They are missing out on scholarships. They're missing out on opportunities. I saw some very disturbing statistics, Anthony, and I, I, you may have seen the same ones coming out of, uh, you know, there's a, uh, a particular recruiting service and magazine that's near and dear to a lot of the college coaches' hearts. Um, and, and they put out an alarming statistic from kids from California, uh, the number of kids that were incarcerated, the number of kids that joined gangs, the number of kids. I mean, it was just absolutely sickening to read these statistics to kids that, uh, otherwise would have been playing high school sports, um, you know, whether it's football or, or something else and other avenues that, that they chose. Now I, I get it. I understand that, you know, life is full of options, Anthony. But for our student-athletes, um, I, I think to be able to guide them to high school sports has always been a way out for many, myself included, Anthony. So, you know, it, it's, it's alarming, it's disturbing, and we saw a record number of transfers into the state of Florida from states 
up in the Northeast and even California, kids that, that moved here, um, families, Anthony, that moved here so that their kids could indeed play football. We had a young man move here uh, from upstate Pennsylvania, and he ended up signing a college scholarship yesterday to be an offensive lineman for a, a college somewhere in the Midwest, and he played one year. Mission accomplished, right? So um, it, it was interesting to watch. The statistics are disturbing, and I hope and pray that all student-athletes get back onto the field sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here in Montana, similar things similar. We saw a lot of kids come in, families too, come in from whether it be Washington, Oregon, or Northern California as well. And like I said, it'll be really interesting, the studies, the searches uh, that all come from this in the years of going forward. We're with Alan Slaughterzinski from Brevard Sports Network. We're going to talk about Super Bowl 55, get his thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers next here on the Knock On Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. Super Bowl Sunday is this weekend, and breaking it down with me on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline is Alan Slaughter-Zinski from the Rivard Sports Network. Uh, Alan, uh, unfortunately, it's been a little while since we last chatted, but uh, I can tell you this much, man. You know how big a Bucks fan I am. I'm still amazed and still a little surprised that I'm still seeing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in the Super Bowl. If you would have told me this like around the last time Tampa Bay and Kansas City played, I don't know if I would have believed that we were going to be a Super Bowl team, but... Here, here the Bucks are, and, and it's been a fantastic week. I've got living, breathing proof that way back in October, this is exactly the scenario, Anthony, I laid out. Um, you know, I really felt like uh, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if it, weren't, if it wasn't going to be the Bucks, Anthony, I felt like it was going to be a team from the middle of the pack in the NFC. To me, this year, the NFC was unimpressive. And I think the Green Bay Packers showed why they weren't the best team in the league, the hiccups that they had in that NFC championship game. And I know you're a Bucks fan, but yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC championship game. But to see Aaron Rodgers with three opportunities to score points and go ahead and come away with three turnovers and only get three points off of it, yeah, it just simply solidified in my mind what I had thought all year that as long as the Bucs could continue to improve, that that defense, Anthony, could continue to improve, that Tom Brady could continue to find his groove and get more comfortable with his wide receivers. Look, everybody hit the roof on Tom Brady in the first couple of weeks of the season, Anthony, when he didn't look good, uh, especially that game one against the Saints. you got to remember, this guy, yes, he's amazing for 43 years old, but he still didn't have a preseason. You know, he's a guy that is is religious about everything that he does. He's a I don't even I wouldn't even want to hang out with Tom Brady. I mean, I, this guy can be no fun, Anthony, no fun at all because everything in this guy's life has to be a routine. So when that routine got broken, like no preseason, no camp, no this, no that, yes, he was going to struggle. But I felt like as the season progressed and the Buccaneers got better and that defense got better. 
they could be the team that emerged. Obviously, with the experience of Tom Brady, once you got to the postseason, whatever happened up until that point, Anthony, it didn't matter. And now you're looking at your defense. You go into this game, um, you know, Tampa Bay, they led the league in rushing defense this year. That's the second consecutive season recording the most sacks by Buccaneers defense since 2000. This is a Super Bowl winning defense. They need to out the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's really that simple, Anthony. Well, that's the interesting thing about this, sound because when I look at this, yes, the quarterbacks are the ones that are going to get talked about. It's the matchup, Brady versus Mahomes. But I really think this game, and I know it's cliche to say in, in the game of football, but I really think it's going to come down to the play of the defensive line for Tampa Bay. I think it was definitely, it, it was that way in the NFC Championship game. I think the defensive line really bailed out the Bucks on a couple of occasions. JPP did a great job. Shaq Barrett did the same. Vita Vea being back is going to be huge. But I think it's down to this group. I mean, I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay, obviously, they, they've got to be able to put up points because Kansas City's defense, you're not going to completely stop them. But I think it's down to this group. If they have a good day against Patrick Mahomes in a shaky offensive line with the injuries, I think Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. Look, they've got five interceptions, two fumble recoveries, obviously five sacks uh, so far in the postseason. That's the monk, you know, that's the most among anybody that was in the playoffs. Shaq Barrett, to me, is the second coming of the, you know, the next greatest defensive player in the league. I, I think, anyway, I just love the way the guy plays the game. Um, for me, Anthony, yes, I completely agree. Um, but with that said, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they cannot. Uh, they cannot turn the football over in this game. You cannot see Tom Brady throw errant passes down the field like he did against the Green Bay Packers in the latter stages of the second half in the NFC Championship game. You just can't have it. You can't have, in my opinion, Anthony, in this football game, you can't have one turnover, much less three in a row. To me, that is the one key. You know, look, I... I <laughs> I was convinced following 28-3 to that Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback to ever step on a gridiron uh, in the National Football League. Nobody's ever going to change my mind about that. And to me, anything he's done since then is just simply icing on the cake, especially what he's done with Tampa Bay this year. But for me, uh, Anthony, Patrick Mahomes is so special. You know, I, to me, it seems like if that Bucks defense can seal those edges and force Mahomes up to make plays, well, that plays right into Patrick Mahomes' hands. You know, Mahomes is a guy that loves to make plays in and out of the pocket. He can do that. He's not going to hesitate like Aaron Rodgers did throwing the football. Um, to me, you know, and I've gone back and forth. As soon as the Bucks beat the Packers, I, they're, they're, you couldn't convince me that Kansas City was going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, since I've actually stopped, watched some film, watched some tape on this Bucks defense, watched Patrick Mahomes play with a gimpy foot, no less, um, it, 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 it's a tall task for this defense. And I look at the competition of the Buccaneers' defense. The two best offenses they played was the Saints and the Packers. Coming down the stretch, Anthony, uh, you and I both know that that schedule set up really nice for the Buccaneers to get well, to get into the playoffs, to really kind of stay healthy, if you will. They played the Falcons twice, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, um, you know, the Saints and aging Drew Brees, they just didn't look the same. And for whatever reason, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers choked in the NFC Championship game. You're just not going to get any of that, I don't believe, from the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, bud.
Well, here's the thing, Alan. Let me ask you this question. Do you, who do you think is more likely to force one of these quarterbacks to make a mistake? The Kansas City defense or the Bucks defense? you think they can force one of these quarterbacks to make that first mistake? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be the Bucks defense that forces Kansas City to make the mistake. But here's the thing. Which offense is more apt to make you pay for it? And in my mind, that's the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So mm-hmm. I do think that the Chiefs defense will force a turnover in this game. Um, but any turnover that that, that that Buccaneers defense that's flying around the football, there can't, you know, suck up can't be the guy of the day on Sunday for the Buccaneers. It's got to be that rushing attack. The Buccaneers don't run for over 100 yards in this game. They don't win this football game. It's just that simple. I don't care how they get there. I don't care how they combine to get there. It doesn't matter to me. If some way Fournette and company does not get over 100 yards, they don't win this football game. The key to this game is, and I've said this on so many occasions talking to you, the best defense that any football team can play, Anthony, is simply not to, not, not to have to play it at all. And so what Tom, and I get it, Brady loves to take his shots down the field. It really has been the one Achilles heel of his entire career because more times than not, we saw it in the NFC championship game when he took a couple shots down the field. His balls got picked. So for me, um, yeah, you just got to keep Mahomes standing on the sidelines. Leonard Fournette needs to have a big day. You know, the running back by committee that the Bucks have implemented has worked out beautifully, and they need to continue to do that. Brady needs to work that short passing game. I think you're going to see Rob Gronkowski really shine in this one. Um, you know, that short pass, that short to intermediate passing game that Brady loves with his tight ends and specifically Gronkowski. Uh, you might see Evans and Godwin across the middle a little bit more, maybe. You're going to have to. Uh, because you're going to have to control time of possession in this game. You're going to have to limit Mahomes' opportunities. Which Buccaneer do you think is is going under the radar here, isn't looked as one of those top names that comes off the scattering report? Scotty Miller burned Green Bay, and that was a big uh, big momentum changing play in that one. You know, Cameron Brates had his moments, especially against the Washington football team, had some big catches in the Saints game as well. Um, who would you lean to maybe as a Buccaneer that we haven't talked about yet that could potentially be one of the guys we talk about at the end of the Super Bowl? Well, i got to go with a guy I just mentioned, and I know you said one guy we didn't mention, but I think it's Rob Gronkowski, Anthony. I really believe it's Rob Gronkowski. You know, Gronk got off to a little bit of a slow start, and I thought it was hysterical the other day that it leaked out that during the pandemic, um, the, you know, Buccaneers players were responsible for sending in video of their workouts and how they were running and working out. And it leaked out that all Rob Gronkowski did was change his shirt each day and the back scenery. <laughs> That's how he <laughs> sent his tape in. So, so, you know, obviously it took Gronk some time to get into shape. But, you know, we started to see him flourish a little bit more towards the end of the season. You and I both know when he's healthy in games like this, Anthony, is when he shines. Uh, he really hasn't had that one that one game yet where you go, man, Gronkowski really dominated. Again, in order for this this Buccaneers defense to be able to do, or I'm sorry, their offense to be able to do what I think they need to do here, and that's, again, control time, tempo, uh, and possession. Gronkowski needs to be a big part of it, and if he is, they'll win the football game. Alan, uh, one of my final questions for you, bud, is this. 
Um, obviously, the Bucks being in the Super Bowl, that's big. Uh, signing Tom Brady had a big risk to go along with it. I'm of the belief that no matter what happens afterwards, this signing was worth the risk. It was worth uh, the biscuit, if you will, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they do become the first team to host a Super Bowl and play in it in their own stadium. Uh, what about you? No matter what happens the rest of the way, whether they lose the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, or even in the next couple of years, do you think it was worth the risk? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if, uh, like you said, even if, if Brady should ride off into the sunset, after this, absolutely, this was worth the risk. This was a town, you know, look, Anthony, Tampa Bay has all of a sudden turned into championship city. You know, you had the Rays in the World Series, the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup, and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. Uh, this is, as you know from living in Florida, Anthony, uh, Tampa Bay sports fans are often at times laughed at. They're not considered to be loyal. Nothing could be further from the truth, Anthony. Just because they don't drive 45 miles south into St. Pete to watch baseball in the middle of an afternoon with traffic back 30 miles up doesn't make them bad sports fans. You know, they they, they pack Raymond James. They are, you know, the Lightning constantly sell out. They're on the top of the National Hockey League in attendance when fans were allowed. Um, so for me, to bring Tom Brady into Tampa Bay, A, it was the perfect fit, and B, no matter, to me, Anthony, had they just reached the championship game, it was worth the signing. Alan, my final question for you, your pick for Super Bowl 55. Well, Anthony, with all that being said, I, I you know, um, I'm, I got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this, and I've gone <laughs> back, and I'll probably go back and forth again, but I, I, I just will. I hear you, brother. I, I think I, I think that Tampa Bay will score points in this game. Uh, in fact, I, I think they may score into the 30s. And as good as that Bucks defense is, uh, even Aaron Rodgers threw for over 300 yards on that defense. He just couldn't put the ball into the end zone. Anthony Patrick Mahomes will do that. Um, he will find a way to get the ball into the end zone. And I and I think that your final score, if I could pick it, I I, I like Kansas City in this one. Uh, 38-31, I'll take the Chiefs, but uh, certainly wouldn't surprise me if Tommy Terrific TB12 came out uh, with, uh, what is it, Super Bowl ring number seven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'll tell you this much, man. Like I said, I don't blame people for picking the Kansas City Chiefs. This is, I mean, Tampa Bay's uh, job in front of them is really a tall task because the Chiefs are just so good. I mean... This is a team that, how do you stop them offensively? Patrick Mahomes, it looks like when you finally have him stopped, he finds another way. And so, like I said, I totally get it. This is a tall order for the Buccaneers. I I agree with you, though. I think it's going to be a close game. For the people that thought early in the week this is going to be a blowout or if they still think it's a blowout, I think they're really, really missing something here because even the previous game, yeah, it started out as a blowout, uh, this time it turned into a game later on, and it came down to a fourth down play where they where Tampa Bay, if they could have got the stop, they would have ended up getting the ball back with some time left. But uh, this is definitely going to be a close Super Bowl, and it should be really, really fun. No doubt about it, Anthony. Good luck. I'll be. I'll put it to you this way, buddy. I will be cheering <laughs> for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There is no doubt about that. But when I log on to one of the sites, and you know which ones I'm talking about, uh, when I got to go into the pocket. I got to take the uh, Chiefs. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Alan Slaughter-Zensky from Brevard Sports Network joining us. Alan, thanks again so much, my man. Have a great weekend and enjoy the Super Bowl. Take care, Anthony and everybody in Calispell. Have a great one.